What is up guys, I'm Naisu, welcome to the Suitcast. A podcast that dives into the world of esports, gaming lifestyle, and everything in between. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about taking risks. And this is going to build into pretty much what we talked about in the prologue, in the prologue episode two about taking risks. So first and foremost, though, I just want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody that's listened so far. I'm happy to say the podcast has had over 150 downloads already just after a couple days, and that is absolutely amazing. So thank you again, and I hope you continue to enjoy. We're officially getting into episode one now of the podcast. And like I said, it's starting off with taking risks. So let's get to it. Have you ever found yourself in a time of your life when you were worried about taking that risk, taking the risk to succeed, whether that was in work, relationships, just your daily life? I mean, if you think about it, there's plenty of times pretty much where we have the option to take a risk, right? And going back into my points, you know, where my experience is here, I always think risks are essential for growth, number one. I think they're essential to get to points in your life where you really want to be. And I find risks as huge learning lessons. So I want to break it down like this. Personally, for me, when I first moved to the Philippines, that was a big risk, right? That was a huge risk, actually. And to pack up all of my stuff, my life basically, and just take the chance on moving to the Philippines was probably the biggest risk of my life. And it earned, it ended up paying off, sure. But I had to have, of course, a plan B. That's something that I always have, right, is a plan B. And I feel like if you're going to be taking risk in your life, you always got to make sure that you have kind of a safety measure behind that, right, which is usually plan Bs. So for, for me, example, if I if the Philippines thing didn't work out for me, my plan B was to move back to the U.S. and figure things out from there, right? So I had a certain timeline and timeline and everything with that move. But that's the thing: taking a risk is essential for growth. And I say that because if you think about taking risks, usually depending on the size of the risk. Yes, there's there's good risks, there's bad risks out there, right? I'm obvious. I'm pointing out the risks that are good right? The, the good risk out there, you know, not the gambling risk, you're gambling money or something like that. You know, that's not necessarily a, a good risk. The good risks are those that if you succeed at it, they will propel you forward, right? People could argue, hey, you know, if I, if I risk my money and I win the lotto, that'll prepare me, propel me forward. Sure. But the odds are against you, man. Like those type of odds are not what I'm talking about right? The risk I'm talking about is moments in your life when you're presented with options or obstacles. And a lot of people like to play it safe. You know, that's the reality. A lot of people would rather just stay safe and in their own little bubble rather than taking a risk because they want the safe option. They want the safe option. Surely I could have just stayed in the US and lived with my sister for years and years and years until she finally got you know, fed up with me. I don't know if she would, but until she got fed up with me and told me to move out, right? But I had to take the risk to move on my own, basically live on my own. And the thing is, I did that, like I said, at the age of 20 or 21. And in terms of taking risks, that's the thing. 
I think, yes, taking risks throughout life, you're always going to have that option, right? There's always going to be risks as you grow older. But I think the best time to take some of those bigger risks is in your 20s, right? When you're young, when you're younger, when you got the young guns going on, you know, take risk when you're young. Because I feel like the point of taking risks when you're young is even if you don't succeed or even if it doesn't necessarily turn out the, the way that you want it, the one thing that it's going to do is teach you, right? You're going to learn. And that's what I believe in. You know, risk, fail, learn. Risk, fail, learn until eventually it's risk and succeed. So that's the main thing about taking risks is no matter what, if you look at it that way, you know, I'm going to take a risk for this job. I'm going to take a risk for this opportunity. Uh, I'm going to take this risk in, in education even. If I fail from it, that's okay. Especially if it's early on in your life, right? And that's not to say you can't take your risks later on in life when you're 30, 40 years old. Like I was about to say, Shempre, 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 you're going to have risk uh, presenting themselves to you older on, you know? But at that point, most people are a little more wiser in dealing with those things and usually having plan Bs or backup plans, right? That's the thing. Risk, fail, learn until you risk succeed. That's what I went through. You know, that's what I had to, that's what I had to go through when it came to my whole process, kind of what I talked about in the prologues, the risk of going from being a teacher into streaming was another risk. But at the same time, like I said, you're at a moment in, in the way that the world was going at the time during the pandemic, where you had to just figure something out. You had to decide what am I going to do? You know, especially if you were in the working, if you were in your working part of your life already. You know, I know students struggled in their own ways, but especially if you were working or you had to provide for your family or pitch in or just survive for yourself, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people had to decide, what am I going to risk to survive, basically? Like, there was a lot of people like that. And that's the thing. For me, it was more so, I know I'm going to lose my job, right? So what am I going to do? What risk am I going to take? And at the time, because things were so limited, everybody was turning to online work, work from home or online work. And there was months there where we couldn't, right? I think there was like two, three months that the lockdowns were happening in the Philippines where we couldn't. Uh, people weren't working from home because no one knew how long things would, uh, how long things would last, right? Initially. So for me, the risk was, okay, I'm going to put my teaching brain aside, as in the teaching career that I had planned for the next five to 10 years was going to be put aside, and I'm going to go, I'm going to learn skills, I'm going to risk my time, but then again, all I had was time at, at, during the pandemic, right? But I'm going to risk my time to learn skills that I don't have, being setting up a stream, Said, you know, getting whatever equipment I could to actually stream, learning skills such as editing, audio, um, just the whole thing that comes with content creation, basically, you know, risking the, that time to learn all that stuff 
and to pour it into streaming and hope that it works. And if it doesn't work, the backup plan, again, plan B, was whenever things open up, I'll go find a job, even if I have to teach just, you know, regular teaching, not special education right away. Or maybe I could teach online. That was another plan, right? But my risk was I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to commit 110% of myself to this streaming thing, this streaming career, and just see what happens. That was my risk, right? Again, it ended up working out, but there was obstacles along the way. There was things that I had to deal with. And throughout that two-year process, it's been, it's been about two years now, there's been multiple times where I've had to take risks. So, you know, risk number one, if I want to relate this to streaming, risk number one was what game do I stream? You know, I was playing Mobile Legends at the time, but I was also heavily into a game called World of Warcraft. So I had to decide, do I want to risk streaming and playing World of Warcraft when I knew the viewership probably wouldn't be there? Will that, you know, will that develop into anything for me, money-wise or financially? No, so I risked playing and streaming Mobile Legends. And I also had to take a risk of just doing it in English. You know, knowing that early times in Facebook gaming, most of the streams were all in Filipino. They were all in Tagalog. You know, and I, I knew that I, yes, I could kind of speak it, and I knew people would, you know, appreciate that. But I took the risk of just pretty much doing 100% English streams for the most part and just sticking to my guns with that and hoping that it would work out. And, you know, after a month, I saw a little bit of traction. After two months, a little bit more. You know, that time of having five viewers and then 10 viewers, uh, you know, and to the point where it built up to one point of having, you know, three, four, 500 viewers. I think that the, I peaked at around 800 or 900 viewers during the, during the first days of streaming. And that was the thing, right? I was, I was kind of that, that whole portion of streaming was a risk in itself because even when things started to open back up, I said, you know what, I'm still going to push on with this and go through with it, right? I had the opportunities to go into teaching again, but I didn't because I took the risk of just pursuing streaming and hoping that something would come out of it. And, you know, eight months to a year later of the streaming process, things started to present themselves. You know, yes, I was earning financially because at the time streaming and, and for most streamers now, you just have donations, right? You have donations, you have um, stars on Facebook or super chats on YouTube or um, just straight up subscriptions, you know, things like that. But that wasn't a stable thing. So again, choosing to be in the streaming field or the content creation field at the time was a big risk. And even more so when I moved in with my parents for a little bit. I moved back into my parents' house here in the Philippines because I needed a place to stay and I had to just, I was going through some stuff in my personal life and I just had to decide, okay, I got to go risk living with my parents and hope things work out, you know, and that's, that's really where I was. And I know some of the viewers on the stream remember that time, you know, because it was a pretty emotional time. And again, Things continued to work out for me until a time when, you know, offers or deals or sponsorships 
those types of things started to trickle their way in. It was always tough, though, because, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. And this is the thing. There's a lot of opportunity out there for content creators and streamers, especially in the Philippines, especially if you're doing 100% Tagalog, right? For foreigners, it's a little bit different. And I know people might argue with this, saying that foreigners have it easier in terms of opportunities and stuff. And honestly, it's not like things just fall in your lap, right? Things never just fell in my lap. I always had to work consistently, be consistent, very persistent on things, and just work my ass off, man. That's the thing. A lot of people don't see the back-end stuff of everything that's happened the past two years in my life. And that's one of the main things, right, is the consistency, the risk-taking, everything just kind of helped me get to where I am, right? I learned a lot from my failures because I've had plenty of failures. I've told you guys that before, right? And I've had plenty of failures and to the point where, to relate this a little bit more, when I got kind of on, like when I started TikTok, that was a risk because I didn't know, uh, you know, when, when TikTok was a thing, man, everybody was dancing on there. And I just took the risk of making a TikTok, doing a couple early videos. I wasn't dancing. But then I started uploading gaming content on TikTok. I was probably one of the early guys to actually upload gaming content because there wasn't even many at all during that time. And then things started to develop on TikTok where more and more gaming clips and highlights were being posted on TikTok other than just the typical trends or dances, right? And so doing that, creating another or taking content, gaming content and putting on a platform that didn't have, you know, many gaming uh, videos at the time was a risk in itself, but it ended up paying off because eventually, long story short, that's how I got discovered for casting, right? It was because of TikTok and being discovered there and then eventually leading me to the casting world. Again, it all was, you know, how many times have I tried doing a YouTube channel before before this, right? How many times have I tried doing a YouTube channel or even early on when I started my first streaming page or my streaming journey on, on Twitch on a different platform, I failed. I wasn't successful at all, but I learned. I learned a lot. And so that's the same thing, right? So I, even with the casting stuff or with TikTok that eventually led to me casting, I started off casting a different game. Some of you guys will know what game I'm referring to, right? I, I started, I even quit Mobile Legends streaming. Risk, another risk. I quit Mobile Legends streaming and I said I was going to move to Wild Rift, right? That was a risk. That was a huge risk because my main audience was Mobile Legends. And I moved to a different game, The Competitor. Because I felt like at the time, I felt like at the time I had plateaued in my time or in my career in Mobile Legends at the time. So I went to try to explore other opportunities into Wild Rift. And I was doing the training sessions for casting in Wild Rift. I went through like a three-month process. And basically, again, long story short, this is probably something for another episode, but... 
being in that space, being in Wild Rift space where things weren't as developed was a risk in itself. But that's really where I, and I consider it a failure. I consider that partially a failure and a lesson learned because those were my first casts as a, as a shoutcaster. And if I go back and watch them now, the growth from then to now being in the MPL Philippines is, is immense. It's like night and day, right? But those were the, that was the foundation of the lessons learned there and everything else that kind of came into play. And the last point here with casting is, so imagine I'm here preparing and training for Wild Rift. I supposedly get a tournament that I was very excited for. And for some reason, they didn't get me, right? So whatever happened there. And so again, that is a failure. That is a failure. Because I thought I was going to get to a certain point. I ended up not. But I learned a lot in that moment. So that same day, I took another risk because I saw that the caster search was going on for Mobile Legends, the caster search 2021. And as I was scrolling through it, I was like, damn, you know, I've been training and studying really hard for the past three, four months for Wild Rift. And here's the caster search for Mobile Legends that I quit like at the time, like six months ago, seven months ago. I quit playing it completely. I took it off my phone. I quit watching streams because I wanted to immerse myself in Wild Rift and really focus on that because I wanted to be the best caster I could be there. And so, again, I took a risk. Let me go back to Mobile Legends. If I can be a caster there, I love the game. I played it for since it came out in the Philippines. But if I can be a caster from Mobile Legends, why not? It's an opportunity, right? Again, taking a risk after spending the past four months focusing completely on Wild Rift, and kind of dividing a community a little bit, right? I know the dedicated Sioux fam out there, you guys really stuck with me, whether whatever I played. But that risk alone of deciding to go back to that community, go back to that scene, but this time not as just a streamer, but as hopefully a, a shoutcaster, that's what Caster Search was. That was the huge risk once again. And taking everything that I've learned from the previous risk, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best for this. And hopefully they'll have me. That was my that was my thought process. And you guys know what happened in Caster Search, right? We got into Caster Search, we didn't win. Um, but hey, look where we are now, right? We're casting in the MPL. And I am forever grateful for the people, the mentors out there that really helped me get there and helped me improve. And again, if I look back at my time in Wild Rift. That was, again, that was a huge learning process for me. And I'm, I'm so happy that I had that. I'm so happy that I took that risk because I learned so much from it. By the time I got the opportunity to be in the MPL Philippines, I took all those lessons learned and I just went head on into it, right? And even now I can say, now that I've been casting for a year, you know, taking those risks alone and, and doing certain things throughout the casting have just helped me improve so much more as uh, uh, an individual in that esports scene as a caster and everything else. So that is why I think as we wrap up here, that's why I think 
I, I don't think that's why I believe that taking risks in your life is essential, right? I wanted to relate this to a personal experience, my personal story, because there are so many moments in the past decade of my life, especially in my 20s, that I was presented with opportunities, and you can consider them risks if you want, like I do, because I chose to not take the safe option. And I'm and I'm really not saying like just yell yourself into risks, right? I'm really saying decide if it's worth it for you, calculate the risk, and at the same time always have a backup plan. That's the that's the important thing. Always have a backup plan. But if you're in your 20s right now and you're listening to this, you are in your prime time to take risks in life and still be okay. Because if you're in your 30s, it's still a great time to take risks. In your 40s, still a good time, but you know, maybe be a little more careful in your decisions. But I think if you take the risks in your early 20s or even your just your entire 20s and you learn from them, you fail, you learn, and you keep taking risks until eventually you succeed, you set yourself up for so much more ahead of you in life. So hopefully you guys can think about that, digest that, and that's going to do it for this episode. So again, right the, yeah, perfect timing, about 20 minutes in. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please, again, do me a favor and rate it. If you're watching on Spotify, you know, rate it, give it the five stars or whatever you think we deserve. If you're watching and listening on Apple, please do give us a review a rating as well. Wherever you're watching, actually, just give us a rating. Again, thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will be doing this weekly, right? So these episodes from this point on will be up every week on Tuesdays in the Philippines, okay? Thank you guys again. Enjoy your day and we'll see you next week. GGWP.